And with artificial intelligence, we are summoning the demon. And it's what the public has been told. Uh, something crashed in the backyard in New Mexico, a place called Roswell, New Mexico. If you're fighting Jesus Christ or our church, you're on my list. You don't have to believe it. That doesn't mean it's not real. All right. Welcome to Talks with Taylor podcast. Today we have Val from Texas. She's going to talk to us uh, a little bit about her experiences um, with different things that she's been through and uh, just her relationship with God. And uh, with further ado, here's Val. How you doing, Val? <laughs> doing great. Doing great. I'm excited to do this with you. Awesome. Awesome. So I figured today we could just rush right into it and wherever you want to start. Um, I guess I can, I was going to just start with the fact that about I got saved and stuff about two months ago. Was it? Yeah. Like two months ago, two and a half. Mm -hmm. And I always, I mean, I grew up in a Christian home and I've always gone to church and stuff like that growing up. And the way I see it now is that I always had like an acquaintanceship, you know, Mm -hmm. with God and not, not a relationship with God. And um, about two and a half months ago, I, I finally decided enough's enough and I need to make changes. And then, yeah, about two, three weeks ago, um, God put a lot of convictions on my heart to make a lot of changes in, in my life and put a lot of convictions on my husband's heart as well. And, you know, I mean, life has never been more beautiful now. It's it's cool. It's pretty awesome. Well, I love to hear it, man. I'm excited. Anytime, like, you know, people come to God and stuff, it's just, you know, um, especially in the world we live in, it's, you know, right. people don't like going to church. They don't like hearing about Jesus, you know, so it's, it gets uh, pretty wild. <laughs> but um, I guess uh, we can talk about some of your experiences and what God brought you from and, um, you know, all that. Most- all that. Stuff. So, um, yeah, go ahead. Um. So, a about seven years ago, six years ago, I'm so bad with times and, you know, with, with depression, you, you lose a lot of your, your sense of timekeeping. And so I'm, I, I don't know exactly how long ago it was, but it was a few years ago. It was before I got married. Um, but I was diagnosed with, um, BPD, which is borderline personality disorder. Um, also, um, emotionally unstable personality disorder and stuff like that. Basically what it is, is like a cross between bipolar disorder and schizophrenia. Mm, And, um, I, I feel like I, I was more, um, on the bipolar side rather than the schizophrenia side. Mm -hmm. But now that I have come to God and I've been looking more into, um, demonic activity and spiritual warfare, um, I realized that a lot of it or all of it was just that it was demonic and, and spiritual warfare and spiritual attacks, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, I used to deal with, um, just because this is going to be posted online, I don't want anything to be taken down, Boys. but I used to <laughs> deal with, um, the, um, self unaliving ideations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as you remember yeah. and <laughs> and um that i i would hear 
Um, and it was my voice, but I know it wasn't my voice. It would, it just was like a, a mimic essentially of my voice telling me to do those things. Um, I did deal with, uh, self-harm quite a bit as well. Mm -hmm. And for many, many years and, um, God has, you know, redeemed me from all of that and beautiful, beautiful things that he has done for me. Um, but you were asking if I had seen or like experienced it and I definitely have, um, Mm -hmm. I would see things out of the corner of my eye, um, that, Right after I saw those things, I would hear the, the my my voice, you know, mm. telling me to do these things that I I truly did not want to do. I did not want to unalive myself when mm. I was fully coherent and in a, a better space mentally. I knew that I did not want to do that. I knew I wanted to live. Um, but in that deep despair, you know, I it seems, you know, one, like the only way out and two, it's, it it was one of those like nagging things. Like, you know, when you have a kid and they're like, can I have a chocolate? Can I have a chocolate? Can I have a chocolate? And you're like, no, no, no. And finally you're like, fine, just go. (laughs) Right. Right. Leave me alone. You know, I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. And And so, um, with the experiences with that, how, how often would these like voices like, you know, come to you? It was, constant man it was i would i would avoid sleeping because i would have dreams Mm -hmm. about doing those things um i would be in like a third person like out of body experience kind of thing i would see myself doing those things sometimes in in my dreams um other times it would be um I would see myself crying for help and, and, and like fighting myself to do not do those things. And like, I could feel my body moving without me. And these are all dreams. This isn't like real life. Uh, Yeah. I I could feel my body moving without my control and stuff. Um, And then when I would wake up all of those thoughts and everything that happened in the dream would just flood my brain. And I would still want to do that. I would want it to, to, I would, I just wanted it to stop. And it felt like that was the only way for it to stop. And so I, it was constant. Um, the, the self-harm was constant, um, not the act of, but the thoughts of, Mm. um, and, but especially the, the unaliving aspects of it, the self unaliving aspects of it were, were constant. It was, it was an almost all day thing. And that's when I turned to, um, drugs and other methods to just numb myself and make everything just shut up, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it, it was like a, a voice. It was just constantly like, you want to, you want to unalive yourself. You want to do this. You don't want to live anymore. Why don't you just go in and take all of the medicines in your, you know what I mean? And, and mm-hmm. do everything you can to, to do it. And it was just a constant voice in my head that I was fighting. And, I was fighting it alone Mm. and every day I got closer and closer to being unsuccessful in fighting it. Yeah. I mean, so at what point, um, did these voices for you, like, were you able to combat this, um, these voices? Would would you say it was when you came to God or? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, wow. it was. It was honestly that night, that night, mm -hmm. um, uh, that, that I was, that I decided to, to give my, my life to God for real this time, you know, cause mm -hmm. you know, when, when I was 15 or 14, I, I went to church camp and got saved then, but it wasn't full-heartedly it was kind of like well everybody else is and I want to make friends with them and I didn't have friends right. so I was like if this is what my friends are doing you know like one of those if your friends jumped off a cliff would you too and it but it, right. it was <laughs> you know and mm -hmm. and so I was just doing it for for that and then they were like you know you should get baptized you should get baptized and so I did but it wasn't with full heart like with my heart it wasn't with full intentions of right. actually doing it for the right reasons essentially mm -hmm. Yeah. See, God knows our heart. He knows if we're <laughs> messing with it or if we're actually fully committed, you know, so. Right, right. And and honestly, like doing that did, it, it did keep a lot of that stuff at bay. Mm -hmm. Um, If it weren't for church camp and all of that, I would be into a lot harder drugs. I would have gone into a lot harder, um, yeah. harder things than what I was doing. The support system definitely is key to like, you know, with people. Yeah. Birds of a feather flock together. So, you know, it's always nice to have people who are fellow believers around you. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um so I uh that night I I was dealing with those thoughts and they were loud. The the night I actually gave about two and a half months ago, maybe three. I I you know they were loud that night and I was um on TikTok and I, I came across this TikTok never shows you the same live mm -hmm. like 12 times in a row, like right. where there's no other live going, you oh. know what I mean? And yeah. so I'm scrolling, scrolling on my FYP and, and then all of a sudden this, this girl's TikTok came up and, and I just really liked the background music. It was like a piano background music. So I just stayed and listened for a second. I was scrolling, uh, TikTok and this girl, her name is Deja, and she, mm -hmm. I, I, every single, so it's like a live that they show you, and then like three videos or four videos, and then they'll show you another live, right? And it was hers every single time. Oh my god, that never happens, ever yeah. happens. Like TikTok's like, oh well, you don't want to watch this one. Well, how about this one? And I was like, okay, why does she keep coming up? So I would, you know, hop in and listen. I didn't say anything the first like three times that I went in and finally I realized that, you know, it'd been like 10 hours that I'd been just sitting on TikTok at this point. I was depression. It does wonderful things for you. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and it was back and forth. Like it wasn't like I just sat for 10 hours on TikTok, but it was like she had been on live for that long. Wow. And, and I just kept coming back and kept coming back. And it was like three in the morning when I finally was like, Hey, you keep coming on my for you page. So I'm just going to chill here and see what, what y'all are about. And she just started telling me about me. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she just started like, I don't know. It was just, it was, it was God. It was all God, you know? And so say, like, well, like the message she was saying was coming, you know, from God to you through the screen, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was just like, hey, are you okay? Like, mm -hmm. what's, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not okay. I'm, I'm really, I'm right. really struggling right now, but don't worry about it. I'm, I'm, it's fine. Like, just don't worry. And she's like, no, what's going on? Right. And I'm like, I'm not going to interrupt your live just to talk about me like that. Like, that's, no, I'm just here to listen. You guys go ahead. And she's like, no, 
tell me what's happening. And all of the the people on there were like, yeah, go ahead. Talk about it. Like, we're all here for you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, sure you are. <laughs> right. <You know>? right. <laughs> I've heard <laughs> that before. Right. And uh... you're just going to judge me and tell me, you know, that I just need to find God. And that's what they did say. But they said it with love. It wasn't was it wasn't accusing. Thing. Yeah. Right. Even though like it's still kind of like stings sometimes or people says like, ah, you're right. You know, it's a difference between like bashing you in the head with it versus like presenting it to you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, Yeah. It was like, I have a gift for you, mm -hmm. you know, and you already know what that gift is, but it's still a gift and it's for you. It's not. A <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, we talked and talked and talked and I mean, for a while and she's like, you know, I was, she was like, you just, you need to, to get your heart right. You need to get your heart right. You need to give it to God. You need to give it to God. I'm like, I don't know how, like that never made any sense to me. Mm -hmm. And I still struggle with it too, you know, giving it to God, but I'm, I'm a, I'm a, don't worry. I can carry it kind of person, <laughs> Yeah, <I laughs> you know? <laughs> and so, you know, I just, I gave my, my heart to, to God that night and the next, you know, that night I didn't have any nightmares. Amen. Did not have any nightmares. The next morning I woke up and I actually had energy. Never wake up with energy. Um, went through the day and I went through half of that day before realizing that I didn't have anxiety. And wow. so I attributed it because I have BPD or had because I yeah. feel like God took that from me. I feel Amen. like I no longer have it. I do mm -hmm. struggle with anxiety still, but that's the yeah. worry part. It's not like um it's not like a a like part of the condition. Right. I feel that it's my getting my heart right and trusting God kind of situation rather than a a, mm -hmm. a, a condition that's been diagnosed essentially. Awesome. Yeah. Even see, man, I've been a Christian since I was, you know, a teenager. And, you know, we all still struggle with that, you know, like I just find it funny because like when people come to God and stuff like that, some people think, oh, yeah, then all the stuff will go away. No, that's not true. If anything, sometimes it comes even harder because the enemy knows that, hey, uh, we have an enemy in the camp now. They they switch sides. Now it's like, you know, we, we got a problem here. Yeah, <laughs> but the cool exactly. thing is that you know, we, can, we can trust in God to protect us and keep us safe spiritually and physically and all that, you know, like even though our human logic like is like, well, I don't know if I'm going to make it, you know, like. Thank God he doesn't, you know, we're, we don't put him in that box and he's a limitless God, you know, so I'm just. Exactly. No. If it yes, wasn't him, I, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be here either, you know, so I just, yeah, it's it's good to have God when things are going chaotic for sure. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask another question with um, giving your life to Christ. Have you noticed like any huge changes besides the voices or, and just like your thinking patterns or how has it affected you or people around you? Um, <laughs> people around me. So my little brother, uh, mm -hmm. is, is a, one that I can really attest to. He sees the lot. He sees the change. I was, um, I, I was a, I still am just not nearly as much and I'm giving it to God. Right. But I was yeah. angry and I was just angry and, and bitter and mean and, um, I took out my, my, my cacas on, on everybody else. And yeah. I was just, a I wasn't the, the nicest person to be around and stuff like that. But now like everyone, everyone says like all of my aunts, my mom, 
my brother, they all, they all tell me, they're like, there's something different. There's your, your, not light as in like brightness, but like lighter in spirit, like in weight, you know what I mean? Like my, my spirit is lighter. I, I, I'm less angry. I'm more energetic. Um, things don't really affect me the way they used to. Um, just like little things, you know what I mean? That I would just, because I was dealing with all of the, the bad stuff in my brain, mm -hmm. little things in, in the real world would affect me greatly. Like dropping a cup, and spilling stuff would send me into a full blown panic attack or just anger. Like I would just, I would just get so mad about mm -hmm. everything. And now it's just like, oh, well, whatever. Like it still makes me mad because like, of course, yeah. <laughs> I have to clean stuff up now. Like I just wanted to get some juice and sit down, you yeah, know? <laughs> exactly. yeah. But it's not, it's not, it doesn't affect me that much. Um, mm -hmm. My depression, I don't, I haven't dealt with depression since I got saved. Like I, I don't feel the need to just sleep for 16, 17 hours or yeah. just lay in bed for that long and not do anything. I don't feel the need to isolate mm -hmm. anymore. And if I do feel like isolating, it's not like I want to isolate because I feel like a burden. I want to isolate because I feel like, okay, now is time to spend time with God. Right. right you know what yeah. I mean? And it's not necessarily isolation because I'm literally going to him. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? I'm not just Never secluding alone. myself. Huh? Mm -hmm. You're never alone with God, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Awesome. So, so, but my I, brother, I, he I, was saying that he was going, he wants to go to church with us more. He, he was telling my mom that because of the changes he sees in me, he's now uh, actually actively paying attention in church, trying to retain messages that he gets. He'll come to Jeremy, my husband, and mm -hmm. I about just any biblical question. I mean, from the silly ones, like, do you think animals go to heaven to, I mean, just really just he's 15 years old. And, and the, the philosophical questions that he comes to me with, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm going to yeah. have to look into that. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to text my friend Taylor and, and see, see, see what he has to say about that. Cause I have no <laughs> idea, but that's a good question. I didn't even think about that. You know, right. Kids say the darndest stuff, but hey, man, I mean, they they be spitting a lot of uh, a, a solid stuff that makes you really just go, huh? <laughs> right? It's insane. Yeah. It's yeah, it's insane. I mean, you never know, man. God, God uses all sorts of stuff, and you know, He definitely can touch anyone. You know, like with His Holy Spirit, and just be like, hey, here's the answers. Here's what you've been searching for, and I'm here. You know, so yeah. yeah. And then like physical changes for me, um, <laughs> God put on my heart that the way I was dressing wasn't the right way to <laughs> present myself <laughs> as a Christian. Um, I still like the dark clothes. I love the color okay. black. I love wearing the color black. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not trying to get rid of that, but yeah. I do realize that a lot of the bands that I listened to and went mm. to their concerts and got their shirts and merch and stuff, I yeah. see... Like I see these things now where like the, I, I didn't realize that I had stuff with pentagrams on it. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I, you know, some people, some Christians say, Oh, as long as you don't believe it. But I just, I felt that conviction from God, yeah. you know, I, when I, I lost a lot of weight during the first wave of depression this year, I went from over 200 pounds to like 175. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, <laughs> Um, because of that, I started dressing more immodest, um, mm -hmm. crop tops and short skirts and stuff like that. 
And mm-hmm. I felt like God put it on my heart to like, that's for my husband. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's not for, for anybody else. And, um, I, I, I don't know the modest, the modest thing is like the biggest physical change for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, I've always been interested and in, I didn't understand it, but now I understand why God always put it on my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, head coverings for women. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a thing, especially when you pray, you know what I'm saying? And, and so, uh, Oh, I love it. I, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. Okay. Um, my, I, somebody mentioned first Corinthians 11 is what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. I think. No, I've, I'll look it up. Um, but it talks about the the head coverings and 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 stuff like that. And I always I always wore beanies. I always wore hats. I collected beanies and stuff. And I still will wear beanies as head coverings. Like I I don't feel like God says it has to be a cloth of right. you know what I mean. Like I just <laughs> feel like my head needs to be covered when I pray. And I love beanies. And so I've always worn beanies even in the summer. Mm-hmm. And I always I, I realize now that that was like a conviction that I didn't know was a conviction and I thought it was a fashion statement or like a comfort. I always wore head coverings to like hide myself and stuff, but mm-hmm. now I'm, I'm seeing that it was just like preparation for now. Well, amen. Hey man. Yeah. It's definitely when uh, there is that verse in the Bible, you know, when a woman prays and stuff, you know, it's kind of mm-hmm. like your, um, you know, your personal thing with God, it's showing reverence towards God and that, you know, that, you know, it's just that, communion with god it's it's very um personal and yes yeah it's definitely that's awesome that that's that's actually um i've never actually run into someone who's had like a conviction with that and stuff and that's that's really cool though because god god shows certain things to certain people when you know what they should do or what he would prefer with people and that's that's uh a first one i've i've heard on this for sure yeah (laughs) No, and I love it. I honestly, yeah. I've never felt more comfortable in myself and mm-hmm. how I dress and stuff mm-hmm. until now. And, you know, I always thought that I would feel more comfortable with myself if I wore this, the the more immodest. I don't want to be crude or uh, anything about it. And yeah. if, you know, if anybody else still dresses like that, that's, you know, if God didn't put it on your heart and God, right. you know, if, if that's not your personal conviction, then, then so be it more power to you. Mm-hmm. But for me, especially now that I'm married and I'm trying to break the feminist ways that I, <laughs> yeah, <not laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? I'm trying to be more submissive to my husband, um, be, mm-hmm. be more and oh my gosh, Proverbs 31, the bane of my existence. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Uh, it kind of crushes the modern, you know, the views of stuff, it, especially nowadays. It's the modern views. It, 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 it goes against everything that I mm. am or was. I call yeah. it BC Valerie, you know, before Christ <laughs> Valerie. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and so I'm breaking all of these, these, ideas and ideologies that I have been, you know, fed growing up. Right. Um, not to like disrespect anybody, but I did have um, family members that are very much so feminists and, mm-hmm. you know, so be it. That's, that's, you know, who they are, mm-hmm. but that's not ever who I really wanted to be. And, and so when, when I got all these convictions, it really shocked me because I thought that maybe I would be excluded from that. 
Yeah. <laughs> that God would be like, you know what? This doesn't apply to you. And mm. it was the opposite. It was complete opposite. It wasn't just, you know, and, and, and a lot of people are probably going to hate on me for this, but the whole submissive to my husband thing was something that I fought mm-hmm. our whole relationship. We've been together for 10 years, married for five. Wow. And, and that was something that I fought. And, and now, yeah. you know, I'm, he's at work and I'm mm-hmm. here and um, my house is still a mess, but I'm not allowed. He is very particular about the dishwasher Yeah, <laughs> and how it's loaded. So I am, I am uh, forbidden from <laughs> loading the dishwasher. Hey, us <laughs> so I put the dishes away. Yeah. Huh? Us husbands are really particular when it comes to how we do oh. a certain thing with a certain way in the household. <laughs> Trust me, my wife gets on to me all the time. Like Taylor, why do you got to do it like this? I'm like you know, <laughs> just how I, I do. You know what? I I was the dishwasher growing up, so. <laughs> and he grew up with dishwashers. Yeah, yeah. Like the machines, and I was the dishwasher. <laughs> so I'm like, this is new to me anyway. Yeah. This is our first oh. dishwasher in our in our marriage that actually works in our life. Uh, because that at our old house in Washington. The dishwasher didn't work, so we just used it as storage for pots and pans. <laughs> and so, yeah, no. But yeah. there's a lot of convictions and stuff that mm-hmm. that I didn't even think would be a part of of the process when I first got saved. Mm. And and it was it wasn't until I was getting ready to go out with him, and I was like, "This skirt is too short. Why do I feel like this skirt is too short?" When it was one of my longest skirts that I felt. <laughs> you know, so pretty in. And right. I was like, mm, I don't feel that anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it's, yeah, it's one of those, those conviction. I mean, uh, I just didn't think that that would be a part of it when I first got saved. Yeah. Um, but the head coverings is definitely something. And the, another thing about the head coverings is that it, it takes away my vanity too. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't spend a lot of time in the mirror, you there know, you trying to make myself look any specific way. I, I, <laughs> I put the head covering on and I mm-hmm. pin it up and I, I have cute head coverings and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I have pins that are pretty and stuff like that because mm-hmm. God doesn't want us to be homely. You know right. what I mean? He wants us to look nice, but he doesn't want us to be excessive. And that's, mm-hmm. or that's where I'm getting it. You know, where, yeah. what I feel. And you time is personal so you don't need to ju- you know just come simple just come to them like that you know yeah. yeah and like i have these pins that have little bumblebees on them and i use <laughs> them for my clips for the holding it up but i i didn't put them on today mm-hmm. um but they're just really cute and i love bees and so it's not like i'm using it for vanity it's it's something just like a little fun thing for me <laughs> yeah. but wrong- <laughs> and it's a reminder it's a reminder to me of who I belong to. Amen. It's a reminder of of um, who I belong to, you mm-hmm. know, who I am in God. But it's also a symbol to other people. I have a lot of, mo- the majority of my family, they aren't Christian. Mm-hmm. And so when I started head covering, I was preparing myself for those, oh, what are you, you know, are you a Mormon? Are you Jehovah? Are you Amish? Like, right those right. comments and stuff. But then I, and I was getting ready to like battle it. Like before a family event, I was like, okay, what am I going to say to that? What am I going to say to that? And then I realized that's what I want. 
Yeah. I want people to see me and differentiate me from the rest of them. I don't right. want people to look at me and think I'm of the world. And so having right. the head covering is is like a showcase. If mm -hmm. you know wearing the cross wasn't enough, okay. you feel me? <laughs> right? <laughs> a showcase of who I am and what yeah. I do believe in. And and maybe you know somebody will see it and be like, "Hey, you're you're a Christian. You know, I'm I'm dealing with this. Will you pray for me?" Right. Amen. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? Or, or can I ask you some questions or how did you get saved or what's your testimony? I mean, any of that, you know, conversation pieces essentially that show who mm -hmm. I am and who I belong to. Amen to that. That Yeah, that's, that's totally, I'm for it, man. Clearly, you know, I love the cross idea too. I love the head covering thing. And even the Bible says, you know, we're to be set apart, you know, we're not mm -hmm. to be everyone else, not to conform to this world. We're in this world, but we don't have to be <laughs> this world you know what i'm saying so yeah oh exactly yeah it's uh yeah and i think that's awesome that you know god kind of has that set apart for you with the head coverings and you know the cross and just having your own personal like um you know a time with him and just it's really just kind of unique you know it's not like yeah. informing and, and what everybody else does you know <laughs> yeah and and i mean sometimes i do i don't like that a lot of the religions that have head coverings aren't Christian. Hold on one yeah. second. I am busy. <laughs> Love you. Bye. <laughs> Not even staying. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't handle them. They just came over just to grab stuff and leave. They don't love me. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh. No, so um, other convictions. Um, we've decided we're not going to celebrate Halloween anymore. Amen. Yeah, that's a lot of Christians still do. And I'm like, man, that opens yourself up to doorways. Oh, and, you know. and it's not that I'm I, I'm against costumes. I love yeah. playing dress up still. I am a child. OK, give me chicken nuggies and a princess dress and I am happy. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> but Halloween, um, ironically, Christmas is another conviction. Um, no. We aren't going to be gifting and mm -hmm. and I don't expect to receive gifts either. It's not like one of those, you know what I mean? We're not going to be spending money. The gifts that we give on Christmas aren't mm -hmm. going to be. Uh, so like I, uh, example this year for Christmas, I'm going to be making apple butter. And that's what I'm gifting my friends and family for, for Christmas is apple butter, homemade apple yeah. butter. Hey, man. I mean, giving gifts whenever you want. It doesn't have to be because of, you know, because mm -hmm. these holidays tell us we have to do this and do that. You know, yeah, just, but I, and I, I just didn't want to go empty handed. I, yeah. I, I don't like the idea because my family, they're a very large Mexican family, multicultural, yeah. not just Mexican, but like a very large multicultural family. And mm -hmm. I don't want to not celebrate family time with them. Right. Right. But I, I personally without the say, pagans. Yeah. Say that again. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you still have the pay the the family aspect without all the pagan stuff with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, time to be around family, and you don't have to have any pagan, you know, kind of BS with it. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Birthdays. Uh, mm -hmm. We don't sing Happy Birthday anymore. I don't know if you've heard about that song, the yeah, three times the candles and the wish. Yeah. And all of the symbolism that goes with that, and I'm just like, ooh, please don't sing to me anymore. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of crazy how you look at like how as a society, like there's so much pagan like rituals and traditions, like just kind of yes. forced on us. Even the days and of you the don't week even realize Friday, this and that, huh? And you don't even realize how how much 
influence it is, you know, right. until until you sit down and you're like, okay, God, show it to me. Mm-hmm. And I I should have been more specific because he gave it to me all at once and I was a little overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, it, it do be like that sometimes. <laughs> and I was like, okay, hold on, hold on. I'm trying slow down. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna open your eyes now. You asked for it. Yeah. He's like, Oh, you want me to open? You want me to right. open your eyes and tell you these things? Here's all yeah. of it at once. <laughs> and then now that I say that, I can feel like I hear it. it's like that's not even half of it. That's not even a, we're not even touching a one percent of of what is going on. And I'm just so right. that's what I just heard. So it was like this isn't even it. I'm like, oh geez. <laughs> okay. The rabbit hole goes so deep when it, yeah. Trust me, he's been opening my eyes on stuff, and it's just like, man, it's just like sometimes you just wake up, you're like, mm, okay, that just happened, like you know, like yeah. yeah. And so like, and I don't know if you heard, but like most holidays, especially American holidays, are representatives of the seven deadly sins. Yep. Thanksgiving is gluttony, and then greed for Christmas, lust for Valentine's Day. And yep. you know, I mean, all like it was just. I know, I know, man. <laughs> stuff. So we now we're just like, okay. Stuff. So we were talking. I'm like, we we don't want to not. We don't want to be sticks in the mud. We don't want to be prudes. Right. You know what I mean? But we also aren't gonna bend our convictions. Yeah, and we so we serpent. The Bible tells us. Yeah. Yeah, we're not gonna bend our convictions. We're not gonna be, you know, I guess lenient. Right. to it because oh, of family right. inf- influence right. um but we're not gonna be prude so if they invite us for dinner on christmas and stuff like because christmas isn't just like about the gifts like it's it's my family really does center it around family right you know we start during the morning with the immediate families um mm-hmm. they each we each have our own little breakfast pods you know at everybody's houses Mm-hmm. Um, so for my little, I guess, like section or pod is my, my parents and my grandmother mm-hmm. and we will go to my grandma's house and, um, my other mother, she's not my real mom, but she helped raise me and she'll, <laughs> and, um, she'll make tamales or menudo or both. Sounds so good. good. <laughs> you know? And, you know, we'll go in the morning and just hang out before the rest of the crowd gets there. Because, like I said, a very, very large, large Mexican family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so we'll go and I'll, I'll, we're, we're going to spend family time with them. But we're not going to, I guess, celebrate the pagan aspects of it. Um, I realized that a lot of my family, they don't listen to the Christian Christmas songs, if that makes sense. It's like Jingle Bells and Sleigh Ride, which I despise that song. But for for a very specific reason, I was in band. okay, and I always sat right in front of the percussionists Mm -hmm. and the specific percussionist that had the sleigh bells. And so during rehearsals, during that song, all I heard was. <laughs> for hours so every time i hear that specific song all i hear are the sleigh bells and i just <laughs> that's great okay pagan or not okay it could be it could be sleigh bells about god and i'm just like absolutely not right <laughs> it's a no for me <laughs> yeah yeah but uh, yeah not. um man well i just i want to thank you for coming on here and you know um 
just sharing like your testimony and all the little like ins and outs and how things have been and uh your life story and um yeah. you know obviously it's just been yeah it's gonna you're gonna be the first one on our podcast so <laughs> cool beans yeah. oh i forgot to tell you about that that the the driving story i was gonna tell you about oh yeah go ahead i got 16 percent on my phone but yeah let's yeah okay okay i'll go fast okay so, um i was heading home from work and i used to work at a bar Mm-hmm. Okay. And, um, I was heading home from work and there was literally nobody else on the freeway. Mm-hmm. Nobody else, but me all of a sudden it didn't, there was no exits or entrances to the freeway around me when this car just kind of like appeared mm-hmm. right next to me. And Jeez. it was driving the exact same speed as I was, no matter if I slowed down, it would slow down. It wasn't like it was delayed either. I would slow down and it would slow with me. It wasn't like, Oh, she's slowing down. Okay. Kind of thing. No, it would slow down with me. And the guy driving was like this, just staring at me, not at the road, just staring at me, unblinking. Like there, it was that you, you just know, you know what I mean? When you see someone and you're just like, that's not human. (laughs) Human or normal. (laughs) Yeah. And so I'm like, um, I'm by myself. I'm 18 at the time. So like, even if he wasn't like, possessed or anything like that like he's a man something happens i'm screwed like i cannot protect myself i am a scrawny 18 year old you know what i mean like there's nothing like i'm screwed and so um i slow down one more time and like pretty much slam on my brakes i make sure there's nobody else there's literally no one around us Mm -hmm. and so i slam on my brakes and he keeps going this time and i'm like okay maybe he's gonna leave me alone so he keeps going i get in the middle lane behind him and then get into the right lane so that I can exit. And right before I'm about to exit, he slams on his brakes. Thankfully, like I said, nobody else was around. So I swerve, get back around him. And now he won't let me exit. And he's just staring at me the whole time. Like he will not take his eyes off me. He's unblinking. It is terrifying. And so I'm like, uh, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And I wasn't necessarily saved, but I did have an acquaintanceship with God. So I'm like, God, I need you to give me home run now. Like, I need you to give me home. I cannot do this. (laughs) (laughs) I I just, I don't know what to do. And Mm -hmm. so I'm about to call my dad because my dad's a scary redneck. And I'm about to call my dad and be like, hey, some guy is like, he's messing with me Mm -hmm. as I'm trying to leave. Well, as I started like praying, like, God, I just need to get home. Yeah. Um, he speeds up and just books it like leaves. Like, I mean, he's going, he went from like 45 I'm on the freeway in Texas. That's slow. Okay. Mm. Cause I'm driving slow now. I'm trying to get attention. If there's a cop, you know what I mean? Like something <laughs> I am trying. Right. And so he just speeds up and I exit and he exits in front of me. The next exit. I see his car again later. It's, it's crazy. So I like drive past my house like five times. <laughs> to mm-hmm. see if this guy is following me or not, but he it was wasn't. Fun. But the look in his eye when he was staring at me was just like, his eyes were black. Like not just, not just the color part, but like his whole eye, like the whites of his eye, everything was black. Well, geez, that and, seems like a demon or someone's possessed by a demon. Jeez. And it was, it was dark. But mm-hmm. his the inside of his car had that the light the he had the light on so I could see him, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And so his eyes were black, but it wasn't just black; they were like 
I don't know how to explain it other than glowing. Wow. Like bright, like shiny, like the light was reflecting off his eyes because it was so glossy black. Oh my goodness. It's like a Vanta black out here. <laughs> Vanta like venom, you know, just. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was scary it was terrifying and i ended up getting home and, and it never nothing like that ever happened again um but no it was yeah wow so did but you, as soon as i was like god i need you to get me home he he was like no but i'm i'm, I'm out <laughs> wow so as soon as you started praying this guy just books it huh yeah wow this guy, we say guy, but we we don't know what it is or, you know, like that just seems, that seems spiritual to me. <laughs> it was, it was crazy. Nice. My goodness. Well, man, I'm, I'm glad God brought you all from that, man. And, you know, from the time I've known you, you've definitely progressed, man, and you've done way better and you're yeah. doing good with your relationship with God. And, um, you know, I'm just glad you have that now because we don't have any more demonic attack with the BPD or. And no, nope. no crazy people in the cars, you know, who are possessed, you know. So, yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm thankful you came on the show and, and you uh, gave us your testimony and just. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Anytime, man. Anytime. I enjoy talking to you. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on uh, Talks with Taylor podcast. And I'm sure we will talk again. <laughs> yes, most definitely. All right. Take care, Val. Bye.